both the first reading and the gospel today uh, take us to a particular place where I feel like not many of us like to go and spend our free time, and those, that's graveyards. Um, the, I, I, uh, Ezekiel, from the first reading, uh, talks about rising from the graves. And he has this vision of, of, a, of a vast graveyard filled with dry bones and a prophecy of God bringing all of that back to life, bringing, bringing new life to those who have thought to have been dead. And then Jesus in the gospel goes to the tomb of Lazarus and brings life to one who was thought to have been dead, who was dead. And a, a graveyard, I think, we go there for a purpose. We go there when we have to be there, but no one goes to have a couple hours to kill. I'm going to go spend the day at the graveyard. Um, it's a place where we naturally kind of pull away from. There's an uneasiness there. Um, we don't choose to spend lots of time there. There's this uneasiness with death. And I think it's telling that, in both cases, that it's the place where we might feel most uneasy, where we wouldn't want to be, that where Jesus, that's where he pushes us to go. It chooses a spot where we don't want to invite the Lord in, that he comes and pushes right at that, that spot in our hearts. I think that's what Jesus is lifting up for us today. Because it's, it's clear that from both the first reading and the gospel that Jesus desires for each one of us to bring new life from what, has, what it was thought to have been dead. When there's darkness, I'm going to bring new life to it. I'm going to, going to raise from the dead what is thought to have been dead. I'm going to bring light to where darkness dwells in our hearts. Which I think is something we've heard before. As I was praying with this gospel today, there's two things that I wanted to lift up just that, struck, that stuck out to me. Um, that I think are important as we see how and why Jesus desires to bring new life to places in our hearts that were thought to have been dead. How does Jesus do that? Two things I want to lift up for us today. The first one is I think the, the, the smallest, the shortest verse in all of Scripture. Two simple words that contain a whole heck of a lot of power that reveals a lot. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Jesus, who knew what he was going to do, Jesus, who's the Son of God, knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, knew how all this would end up. He was taken by surprise by nothing that he experienced. But Jesus, even though he knew all of that, allowed himself to be pierced, to be moved, to be disturbed, to be perturbed. And he allowed himself to, to, to feel that. And he wept with Martha and Mary, with all the people who, were, who lost their friend. Jesus, Lazarus was his friend. Jesus felt the pain of losing a friend. And even though he knew how all of it would end up, he, he wept. Martha and Mary came to him and they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Like You could almost hear like, the pain in their hearts. Like, Lord, like, why weren't you here? We called for you and you didn't come. If you had been here, my, things would have turned out differently. And Jesus doesn't, like, fix it immediately, which is a lot of times what we want him to do. Jesus doesn't try to, like, rationalize it away or give, like, this detailed explanation. Jesus allows himself to be pierced by the, by the grief, by the pain of those whom he loved, and he wept with them. Which I think is important because so many times we go to the Lord and we want him to fix the problem, but a lot of times, fixing the problem doesn't actually bring healing to the problem. If I want a quick fix to the problem, that, that almost, it's like putting a Band-Aid over it without actually treating the wound. And I think a lot of times, the most healing thing that we can do is to know that Jesus, more than wanting to fix us or to, to make everything good again, wants to be with us when everything is not good, 
to be with us when everything is not okay, and to experience that pain with us. Weep, literally weep with us. He sees the pain, he knows the pain, he experiences the pain himself. Not in, he's not just disconnected guy, but he experiences it with us and weeps with us. No explanations needed, just a presence. Knowing that I'm not alone in that spot, there's a whole lot more healing, I think, when I experience love in that moment. Jesus wept. The second thing that struck me about Jesus in the Gospel today is his resolve to go right there. When he was, when he was at the, whatever city he was at before he was with Martha and Mary, and the, the, he said, okay, let's go see Lazarus. And the disciples said, Lord, they just tried to stone you. You want to go back over there? He didn't let nothing deter him from going to right where he knew healing was needed. He let nothing hold him back from going to the spot where he knew that he was needed. He knew it was a risk. Thomas said, "Let's go. We're gonna, if he's going to go and die, we're going to go and die with him. He let nothing stop him from going to that spot. When he ordered the, to- the stone to be rolled away, Martha said, Lord, it's been four days. Surely there's going to be a stench. Jesus doesn't care. Jesus doesn't let anything stop him from going right to where he knows that, that we need him. Nothing is going to stop him from that. Jesus, and what that reveals is that Jesus, it reveals how much Jesus desires our own healing and our own freedom. Jesus desires that, honestly, more than we do for ourselves. Jesus wants us to be healed and whole and, 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 and uh, fulfilled again, way more than we want it for ourselves. And praise God. Because I think a lot of times we, we would prefer to treat ourselves like Lazarus. To keep the stone there. Keep it locked up. I'm going to try to fix it myself. I'm going to try to figure this out. I can't let anyone else into there. But Jesus, who desires our healing more than we do, is not going to let anything stop him from going right there. Where we want to stay in the dark, Jesus wants to first come into the darkness with us and weep with us to experience the pain. And then from that spot to lead us out into a new life. To lead us from the grave to a new life. To bring to make us alive and whole again. That's his desire. And there's, there's, whether it's a, a moving of the stone away, it's, it's not like a one-time thing. There's areas of our heart, it's almost like there's many stones. And maybe we've removed certain stones, but then there's these other stones that we don't want to move. It's like, I'll move these, that's enough, right? Jesus is going to keep pressing. He's going to keep going because he wants all. He wants everything. He wants the totality of our hearts. Because he doesn't want anything in our heart left untouched, unhealed, left in the darkness. Everything is possible. It is possible that everything would be healed. And Jesus is relentless. He's going to tirelessly pursue that. No matter how many times we run away, hide, ignore him, run in the exact opposite direction, accuse him of having done this in the first place, no matter what we do to him, he is going to tirelessly pursue us, tirelessly keep that hand and invitation extended that resolve that nothing can stop. The single greatest place where we in our lives today experience this grace of Jesus is in that tomb. That as we go in there, the stone is rolled, we roll the stone away, and we walk out of the tomb, just like Lazarus did. 
What was dead has now come to life again. The prophecy of Ezekiel, what was dead, these dry bones now come to life. Because we bring the weight, the darkness to Jesus, and in an instant, he wipes it away. There is no other place where we experience the mercy and the grace of God as powerfully as when we go to the sacrament of confession and we experience exactly what Lazarus experienced. What was dead is brought to life again. And what we're tempted to hide and to cover up and to try to fix it ourselves, Jesus just has the hand patiently extended. He's waiting. He's desiring to touch everything. The invitation and the challenge today as we prepare for Easter um, is to allow that grace of God Come into our hearts. Challenged before, before Easter, the sacrament of confession. This Wednesday, every, di- every parish in the whole diocese is going to offer confession from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you don't want to go here, every, every church parish will have it. But there is no other place that, that we can more powerfully experience the mercy of God concretely in my life than right there. Whether it's been a day, a week, a month, a year, there's no other place that invitation is never, it, it never wears out. At the opportunity a couple of weeks ago, some family was in town, and I was talking to one of my relatives, and um, she was sharing with me some of the struggles that was going on in her life and um, just the areas of hurt that she had experienced. And um, at some point she realized, she apologized, and said, I guess this is, you always just get all the, all the junk that people have. I mean, such like go, at confession, you just, all you hear about is the bad things that people are experiencing. So I was wondering, like, okay, how, do you, how do you deal with that? I told her that there is no place where I experience um, more hope, more renewal, more in, like living encounters with Jesus' mercy than when I'm in there. Because I don't see the brokenness, I don't see the hurt, I don't see the darkness. What I see is new light coming in again and again and again. I see a new resolve to follow after Jesus with everything. That's the most inspiring place for me to be because I can, I'm, I, I'm privileged to witness how God is working in the lives and hearts of people, constantly. Jesus wants to work in your heart in that same way. We pray through this Mass as we, we encounter him today in the Holy Eucharist. We pray that we might have the grace to roll the stone away, to allow the light to come into the darkness, so that we can experience the freedom of heart that God desires for each one of us. Amen.